the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you're enjoying the afternoon. Beautiful day. Good deal of sunshine. Breezy. 54 for the high. Some clouds tonight, low dropping to 30. And uh, tomorrow, a lot of sunshine once again, at least the first part of the day. Looking like some clouds and strong winds tomorrow afternoon. 43, the high for tomorrow. But kind of in the 40s for a bit, then jumping up into the 60s next week. So, snow's going away. Green's coming out. Birds are singing. I like it a lot. Phil's lost, or I should say Flyers lost, 5-2 to Pittsburgh. Last night, Joel Farabee had both flyer goals, number 9 and 10 in the year for him. They're at Pittsburgh tomorrow night at 7. Phillies lost uh, 4-2 to Toronto in spring training yesterday. Zach Wheeler, though, a couple of good innings. One hit, no runs, a couple of strikeouts. And uh, today, playing Detroit. And uh, actually, I'm not sure how that game went. I think the Phils were... Uh, we had uh, Zach Eflin on the mound, and he did a nice job the first part of the, first part of the afternoon. Uh, they wound up winning 4-2. So that's nice. Sixers on this evening against Utah. Uh, as far as Zach Leffin goes on the mound for the Phillies today, he's asked uh, after, was on a Zoom call with the Phillies today, and just simply asked about what he was doing out there a couple hours ago. The main goals were just going out there, get get my all my pitches in, get get prepared to, you know, continuously build up, you know, throw strikes with all of my pitches. Um, big thing was going in and throwing um, a few change-ups to righties and lefties. I wanted to get that going. I felt like in the end of the day, uh, Nappy called a great game as always. And, you know, we executed pitches and then got my work in. Love those nicknames, Nappy. Talking about Andrew Knapp, Phil's catcher, who uh, may be the starter at the season's uh, beginning because JT Real Muto is dealing with some injuries. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out. Also, Eflin asked, uh, you know, when you start a season and you have, do you have numbers in your head, you want to win a certain amount of games, or what's important when you're a pitcher, what's the first statistic you look at to see if you're actually a good pitcher or not? Not necessarily looking at any stats. I'm more of a visual guy. I love location. I love, I love looking at pitchers as artists and, um, you know, watching pitchers consistently pound the zone and go in and out, up, down, cut, sink, whatever the ball does and do it consistently. Those are the, you know, my favorite pitchers to watch. So um, that's been my goal my whole career and going to continue to do that. That's Phillies pitcher Zach Eflin a little bit earlier this afternoon after he'd come out of the game, which uh, again, the Phillies de- uh, defeated Detroit today in spring training action. Now also, uh, to, coming up tonight, I mentioned the Sixers in Utah playing. Sixers at home. Utah, one of the best teams in the league. I mean, they may even have, they may even have the best record. And uh, every morning of a, a game, the Sixers make a player available. And today it was another. I love I love some of the names on the Sixers team. They have Shake Milton and they have uh, Furkan Korkmaz. And Furkan was the guest, and he plays kind of on the second team along with Shake Milton. They kind of come in when Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons and all those guys sit down. 
And he was asked because that second team that comes in does score a lot of points. And he was just asked about as the season's progressing now, the potential he sees for the second unit as they jump on the floor. I said this beginning of the season too. Second unit, we have a lot of potential, which we can do a lot uh, on the court. I think we can play a little bit more fa- faster. Uh, we can put a little bit more pace. We know Shake, he can, he, he can handle the ball, he can score, he can create. You know, Dwight, he's going to set the picks, he's going to make the gym wide open. Tease, he's going to be like really good at defensive part and then offensive part. He's going to help us also for the spacing. You know, he sets the picks, he slash. He also creates some trees which we don't see for us. I believe we are still trying to figure that out how we can play with each other because I feel like we are not 100% uh, still with the second unit. But whenever we step on the court, I think we are dangerous. That's Sixers, Furkan, Korkmaz. Team's doing well. They're in first place in the Eastern Conference. We'll see how things go. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing well on this beautiful Wednesday. The weather is so nice. Nice to have some sunshine. Indeed. A couple days in a row now. Indeed. You know, uh, yesterday we had a fun program and... Um, we had a woman named Kathy from Willow Grove who called in. You'll remember because you took yes, the call. We did. <laughs> right? And she was, uh, it was interesting because at the end of the show, for folks who didn't maybe listen all the way through, what was it? What was unique about Kathy? Well, not unique, but was interesting. Kathy said that she was looking for something new to listen to and came upon our show. Yeah. And that she had never, you know, heard it before and yeah. decided to call in. And uh, so we have a new listener. The well, Tim DeMoss show. Well, and you know what? And Kathy proves a great point. She was good to talk with also. Uh, but it proves a good point. You know, we've been doing the program for a few years now. But I try to approach it as though it's the first day. Because uh, Kathy, Kathy's not alone. People do tune in. Or maybe they've tuned in and it's been a long time since they've tuned back in. And so we uh, we are glad that you're listening, Kathy. But we also... My dad will say to me, hey, Tim, you should let your listeners you know, remind them. They should share the program with other people every now and again. Just say, tell a friend. If everybody tells one person, it can help the program grow and all that. And, and that's true. So do feel free to to spread the word. But um, anyhow, I just mentioned that. And I, it made me think, because uh, we talked about it during the call when Kathy called in, what the program is really about. So I want to I just do a quick break here. But I want to come back on the other side as a bit of a reset because it's in my head. And I think... I share about it every once in a great while. But if you're new to the program or relatively new, I want to give you a little heads up as to kind of how how we think and why we do what we do. And it's actually going to factor into a special guest we have later in the hour. Uh, her name is Haley Arantia, and she is known best known as Erica Goldberg on the show The Goldbergs, which is based in Jenkintown, Pennsylvania. She's also got uh, some music uh, and acting. She was in the film God's Not Dead 2. And so she'll be joining us a little bit later on. And part of what I say in our next segment will factor into Haley's appearance on the program. We have that. And kind of as an under, uh, undercurrent throughout the program, just want to open the text line up to six, uh, 610-500-DOVE. 610-500-3683. We are mailing prizes out tomorrow. And so I thought today would be a good day. If you want to text in for your opportunity to win a gift card to Duncan, Panera, Rita's, or Wawa, we have $5.60 gift cards and if you have not won in the past month, uh, text in, and I'll just I'll tell you when to stop. Let's put it that way. So first come, first serve. We have a certain amount we'll give away, and then when we've reached our limit, we'll end the contest, if you will. But if you text in, just name, address, and your zip, we'll give you one. It's not even a drawing. It's just we'll give you one. One per household, and even if you haven't won in the past month, just to spread the wealth around. 
610-500-3683. That's our text line. It's the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for listening in today at WFIL. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. AM 560 WFIL.com on the app. It's Jordan Feliz, the song Glorify. We gave away his new album back uh, around Christmas time, we had him on the program. I think it was the 30th of November. If you want to get the podcast of that, it's on our homepage at WFIL.com, as uh, all the other podcasts are. If you subscribe to the podcast, that's lovely, too, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple and Google and all those other places. But I believe that, uh, just FYI, they do the last 100 shows, and so that's you know that's plenty right there. But if you want to dig back further then you can come to our site, WFIL.com. They're still in reverse order, but you can scroll back all the way to the beginning, which was September of 2018. It's probably three or 400 shows actually ever you know, since the start of the, of the program. So, uh, but that said, before the break, I was mentioning how um, I just want to kind of give a, a quick synopsis of what this program is about while we're here, kind of in honor of Kathy from Willow Grove, who called in yesterday, was the very first time she'd ever heard of this, the, the show. And it's funny because you wouldn't have known it by the phone call. She was very pleasant and able to talk through. You know, we actually asked people to call if they had something to prayed for or whatever. And uh, she was talking about jealousy and, and some of the struggles she was going through. But very, very friendly lady. It was a nice conversation. Uh, the, the program is largely based on John 3.16, which is probably the most well-known verse in all of the Bible. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And so we hope that this program reflects that. And one way that it can reflect that is by engaging folks, uh, you know, kind of everyone to the degree that we can do that and have it sound coherent. Uh, Specifically the guests that we have on the program, we welcome phone calls. We do those periodically tomorrow's trivia Thursday. We'll have guys against the gals be more phone call oriented. A lot of days, if you tune in, you're going to hear interviews. And so it might be one for the entire hour. It might be two or three during the course of the hour. And those guests largely are Christians. It could be pastors or speakers who are on the programs you hear on this very station. It might be someone that uh, is a believer in another walk of life that you might have heard of. But not all the guests are believers necessarily. And the point of having them on might be just to find some common ground, get to know them a little bit, maybe just learn from them something about the craft that they have. And um, so I'm going to play a couple clips for you right here to give you that idea. But the whole idea is that if Jesus really did come and die on a cross, he didn't come with, um, you know, oh, the world's too messed up. Oh, you have to get yourself kind of cleaned up before I'll come near you. He came down and he died. In a, he lived his life, obedience to the heavenly father, and he died on a cross. And that's what God's word says. So that's for everybody. The offer is there. Whether you take it or not, that's another story. Um, so based upon that, I hope that this program reflects the love of Christ in that regard. Uh, again, primarily through the guests that we have on. Sometimes one conversation will lead to another. We'll have a guest on weeks or months later. There'll be opportunity to have some good conversation, uh, off the air. Maybe you won't hear it directly or right away, but you know, Jesus died for you, for me, but not just for you and for me, died for the whole world. And so we want this to reflect that when we turn the microphone off here and 
head out the door uh, wherever I go. I hope that that's the mindset. Fully committed to the Lord, mind locked in on him and on his word, but with a heart for people and being willing to enter into their world and get to know them where they're coming from. Not changing the truth of the gospel, not trying to water anything down, but walking with someone and sharing life with them and sharing the gospel with them looks differently. Depends on who it is, how open they are. Maybe they're not open right away or at all or ever. But Jesus didn't, you know, again, he offered himself. And so I'm willing to walk with people as long as it takes and uh, as long as it's wise. Sometimes you do have to step away from a situation for a while. But let me play a clip for you and give you an example. One of the guests that we had on the program is a gentleman named Alex Kendrick. And you will know him um, from a bunch of films that he has been involved with, including Overcomer and uh, uh, War Room and Fireproof. And here's just a brief clip of what he had to say about, the, you know, despite all of the success, you know, thinking through that versus who he is as a person and his value. We live in a culture now that's debating who gets to define who you are. We're being told you're, you are your feelings or you are your job, your financial status, whatever. We, we believe that the Creator gets to define His creation. And it's interesting that if you think about it, God created us. He knows us better than we know ourselves. He loves us more than anyone loves us, and he has the authority to tell us who we are. Why would we let anything else define who we are? So this movie follows a high school coach. He's a basketball coach, but he loses his team because the largest factory in town shuts down. All the families move away. The remaining students, the school asks him to become the cross-country coach. He didn't want to do it, especially when only one 15-year-old girl runner shows up, and she's got asthma. (laughs) <laughs> so that kind of sets the premise for this. But yeah. when he loses his ability to find success at his job, he does what most men do. They get frustrated, and they search for who they are. If you take away a man's job, most men will struggle. And um, so he really has to come to grips with, who am I? The girl also has to find her place in this world. She has very low self-esteem. So the, the, the movie follows both of their trajectory and is so uh, relatable today, and, and it has such an inspirational ending. A lot of people are leaving saying, I have a better understanding of what it means to have identity in Christ than I ever have. And, and we love that, because we want to tell an entertaining story, but one that really touches the hearts of people. That's filmmaker Alex Kendrick, who was on the program the 1st of October 2019. So you can get the full podcast of that, again, at WFIL.com. Keeping in line with the film thing for now, another example of a guest who it turns so so he's a believer, clear about it. You can tell from exactly what he's saying. Next clip here is of Jody Benson, who is better known as Ariel in The Little Mermaid. And she joined us on February eleventh, twenty nineteen, when the thirty year anniversary of Little Mermaid was being released on Blu-ray and all that sort of thing. And from what I had read about her, I I, I was understanding that she's a believer too, although you might not necessarily know it from from her work. And as we talked about, she did uh, give some pretty clear indications that direction, including decisions in her life and asking God for his wisdom and all that. This is just a clip of the fact that my eight-year-old at the time, daughter, Theodora, was in and asked Jody a question. Uh, I'll let Theodora take it away from here. Um, how did you feel about, um, I mean, how did your kids feel about you playing the part, Ariel? <laughs> That's a great question, Theodora. Actually, I did not let our kids know that what I did until they were about, two and a half years old and I had McKinley as our boy he's now 20 he sat in a chair and I stood next to the TV and I played the VHS and I sang along with it and his first response was like don't sing mommy 
you don't <laughs> sing, Mommy. Ariel sing. Not you. And I'm like, okay. And then he never wanted me to sing because when I would sing, it meant I would go to work. Now, he came to work with me. But so singing for him was not a happy thing because that meant Mommy was working and I didn't have her all to myself. Mm. Now, my daughter, our daughter, uh, she was about two and I did the same thing. And then she was all about it. You know, she was happy. My mommy's Ariel. My mommy's a princess. You know, and people be like, yeah, that's great, honey. Good. Yeah. Good. You know, because they didn't believe her. <laughs> yeah. Joe, did you have it in you to sing one line, part of yes. your world? What would I give to live where you are? What would I pay to stay here beside you? What would I do to see you smiling at me? Where would we walk? Where would we run if we could stay all day in the sun? Just you and me, and I could be part of your world. Oh, well, thank you very much. I'm taking a bow. I'm taking a bow behind the microphone. Uh, that was Jody Benson, otherwise known as Ariel from Little Mermaid. We had a great conversation. It's February 11th, 2019. One more clip for you, then I just want to kind of round out this segment with, you know, kind of, again, explaining a little bit for those who may be listening for the first time or for the first time in a long time or the close ear, why why we do what we do, one, at least one big chunk of why we do what we do. Had a gentleman on the program. His name is Jim Brewer. He is a comedian who, among other things, has been on Saturday Night Live, and um, he... In fact, uh, at one point was Howard Stern, you may have heard of him, said that Jim was his favorite comedian. Now, Jim's humor used to be very blue, a lot of foul language and all that. And at one point he stopped uh, that whole line of doing comedy. And, uh, and then I did some more research as we were having the opportunity to maybe have him on the show. One thing I found out about him is he really appreciates now that the comedy he does is applicable where where a father could bring his son and his dad, like three generations can come to a show and enjoy it, and, he, and they don't have to sweat what he's going to be saying. Uh, found out also his wife had been dealing with cancer, uh, that his wife's a believer, and that he's had the opportunity to certainly hear about the gospel. And so uh, this was my conversation, just a bit of it. This is from August 29th, 2019, with comedian Jim Brewer. My kids started watching the Internet, and I realized I had so much stuff where I was just cursing for the sake of cursing. Yeah. Um, where it's just, yeah, they weren't really filthy, but you know, F-bombs here and S-bombs there. Like, why am I – it? I I thought I came across really dumb. I, I sounded dumb, and I went, you know what? Instead of cursing, why don't you find a joke? And I, from that moment on – did, and and there was another person that actually changed my life back then. We were we were out one night, and this female approached me, and she said, "Oh, you're Jim Brewer." And I said, "Yeah." She goes, "Oh, yeah, but you're really blue, so I can't bring anyone to see you." Mm. And well, why would you say that? She goes, "I don't know. You're like you, you, you like drugs and talking about party. I don't know. You're you're blue act." I went, "Who t- have you ever seen me?" She goes, "No." Mm. And I got so mad, but at the same time, I thought. Now, if she thinks that, how many other people think that? And why do they think that? I need to take my life into my hands and my career and my stand-up into my hands and start being who I really am. And I've, been, and I've started that in 2008, 
and it's really resonated for me. And I'm going to say, yeah, I may have done TV and film back in the 90s, but hands down, the best part of my career has been the last 10 years. Hands down. Can't even measure it. It's been the greatest time I've ever had in my life. Uh, I've put out six DVDs, made a documentary about taking care of the elderly with my father, wrote a book, toured with Metallica, sang with Billy Joel, did a song with Brian Johnson at ACDC. This is, it's, when you work on passion and inspiration, changes your life. That's comedian Jim Brewer, August 29th, 2019. Something he said at the end of the interview as that conversation wore on, uh, we got into a bit more matters of faith and the fact that his wife being a Christian and Bible study and stuff. And he said, uh, he actually, I actually can't remember how it all finally wound up, but he said something like, I'll come on your show anytime. We can talk about this all day. It had more to do with not judging somebody by what you see on the outside. And so uh, I say this just kind of in general, it takes work to step into somebody else's life. It also takes work to, and it's a good reminder, to not judge people by what you see. Uh, no one has to account to you. You know, we all have to account before the Lord. And so my hope is, as I love my neighbor and I go through the day, is that regardless of what I think or see from the outside, I just pray pray God's blessing on other people and pray that they would come to know him and really want that for them. Not because I'm better, because I'm not, and not in judgment or anything, just because I would want that. That's the best thing that could ever happen to somebody. So that's what I want for someone. So every now and again, I'll have opportunities come to me at the radio station here for this program like Jim Brewer, and I'll do some research just to say, can we make a conversation out of this? Because we do have an audience primarily who are Christians, not everybody, but the goal would be kind of, you know, like everyday life. If you had a chance to talk to a comedian of his stature, even if it's just interesting to learn about how how comedy works, I would want to do that. And I certainly think it would be kind of snobby to turn my back on someone and say, you're not a Christian, I'm not interested. All things being equal, I have to be careful too of a person's mindset and what they would bring to the table here. So, I just set that up because, to me, that's kind of a cross-section of what life is about. Hopefully sometime, and I said this with our caller yesterday, uh, Kathy from Miller Grove, who was tuning in for the very first time, which is why I'm explaining kind of a bit what the show's about, that there are going to be days you tune in, and you're going to hear a pastor talking straight gospel, and it's, it's wonderful, just like you hear with many of the programs, really, around the clock. But there are going to be days you tune in, and you're going to hear a guest who isn't talking about the Lord at all, and it's not because that, and that's not why they're on that day necessarily. It might just be to learn about something. I've got a cookbook out that might be interesting. We had Ralph Nader on. Remember him? He was a politician and among other things. He's from the, like a Middle Eastern country and he had a cookbook out. And I had him on. We talked about, because I'm Greek, we had talked about that for 10 minutes. So that kind of thing will happen, everyday life type stuff. Underneath, for me, of course, I hope that whoever we have on the program, I say a prayer for them, that they would know the Lord. If they don't, I would hope that. I used to do lift driving. Did 2,500 rides. And my job, and I've shared about this before, but this is kind of an example of what this show is. It's really very similar. You're in a car with someone. It's the opposite of social media. You're just talking to one person or two people, and you're giving them a ride somewhere, and you're, that's your job, to get them there safely. But it's very personal, and it's a chance to actually have a conversation of substance. You'll probably never see them again. Maybe you give them a ride one more time sometime down the road, but you kind of feel like this is a chance to, to talk about the Lord. It didn't feel pressure just... Because I know the gospel's true, I'm confident of it, it allows me, it actually gives me joy to want to share with somebody. And um, so in those rides, I could could easily make a a week's worth of shows simply simply out of the stories I could tell you from those rides. 
And so my heart's free and open. I want to be able to bring the gospel and however, whatever that looks like. I hope to have Jim Brewer on again sometime and build on the conversation that we had before. So it takes work, takes time. And, uh, and certainly, but at the end of those, say, at the end of those lift rides, I would say a silent prayer for salvation specifically for those people, for each person to know, to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior was exactly how I'd phrase it just in my mind, because I wanted to know I did that too. I gave them their ride. We had a conversation, maybe had some fun or whatever, but uh, wanted to make sure that I prayed for each person. So I try to do that for our guests. Um, and so that's kind of how this show goes a lot of the time. If you've listened for any length of time, you probably picked up on that. If you scroll through the podcast on our homepage, you'll see a wide variety. But again, that goes under the umbrella of when I started this segment. For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. So I hope this program serves in that way, serves that role, and points people to the Lord and is an instrument of helping bring them to himself. Uh, This is actually a good setup for our next segment. We have a special guest joining our, our program who I don't know for sure uh, where she's coming from, uh, her, her faith system or what she believes about the Lord or not. Haley Arantia is her name, and she's a singer, songwriter, and actress. Uh, she's in a sh- show called The Goldbergs, which is local. Another thing our show tries to do is be local, uh, based in Jenkintown. And that show is uh, on the irreverent side at times, for sure. Uh, but she also has been in the film that a lot of folks in our audience would have seen, uh, God's Not Dead, Part 2, which came out few years back so we'll be talking with her a little bit see where the conversation goes and uh, at least start a friendship there hopefully that's coming up in just a moment we're down to 30 tonight 43 the high tomorrow with some sunshine flyers lost to pittsburgh last night phillies won this afternoon in spring training action and the sixers are home tonight against utah brief break back with more in just a moment tim demar show on wfil it's the tim demar show podcast available at wfil.com Thanks for listening. It's 435 on the Tim DeMoss Show. Don't forget to text in 610-500-DOVE. 610-500-3683. We sell some gift cards we can give away if you want one to Rita's or Panera or Dunkin' or Wawa. $5.60. Just text your uh, name and address, including your zip. And if you haven't won in the past month, we'll give you one. It's that easy. We're mailing prizes out tomorrow, in fact. So text in. 610 500 3683, one per household, four for four. Excited now to bring on our special guests for our fine program today. Haley Arantia joining us. How you doing, Haley? Hey, good. How are you? Excellent. Thanks for taking time today to chat a little bit. Yeah, thank you for having me. Singer, songwriter, actress, house flipper, budding real estate mogul. Is there anything that she can't do? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I mean, I would say yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I guess we can start with what folks know you the maybe the most for, at least at the present, which is your role in the Goldbergs as Erica. Um, season eight was, I guess it started last fall. And is it wrapping up soon or what's the, the end date for that? Yes, we have three more weeks left of filming. So three more episodes. Okay. Um, and that would have made a full, I believe, 22 for the season. And we have been really lucky in that we've been able to stay on track for the most part um despite all these new covid protocols and, and the pandemic happening yeah what have you enjoyed as you look back over the, all these seasons is there an aspect or two of being part of the show that you've enjoyed the most oh i mean just getting to work on set with like the best cast and crew i, I know that sounds cliche and cheesy but 
truly, it's, we have such a blast together, and I think that's going to be so hard to walk away from whenever that unfortunate day would come. Yeah. Yeah, and you've had an opera. It's kind of fun, too, to have those little guest appearances spiked in all the way through. That Has there been a, a fun moment for you? Along, I'm sure plenty of them, but is there anybody you always wanted to meet that you got to meet because they guest starred on the show? Oh, man, so many. I mean, even from early, early seasons of getting to, like, do scenes with David Spade, who I grew up watching, or um, David Keckner, who's now a, a major reoccurring role on our show, um, and then even musicians from the 80s, like John Oates, like getting to work with him and, and now like have a sort of friendship with him through <laughs> working together on the show it's i pinch myself constantly over that that's really cool i'm actually supposed to talk to john next week <laughs> so i'll oh, tell i'll tell him <laughs> i'll tell him hello from you um Please. <laughs> yeah you know i would think that you could do the show without ever having come to jenkintown but this jumped off my radar too because i live right there i actually student taught at jenkintown my kids were in performance theater with Jenkintown Music Theater, bought flowers at Kremps for my prom back in the day, worked at the Willow Grove oh Mall in the God. 80s, all this stuff. So had you, uh, you ever had to come, had cause to come as part of the show prep? I'm thinking you didn't have to do that, but I don't know if you've ever had cause to be in Jenkintown or in the greater Philadelphia area. You know, I did. So a few years ago, I was doing like a, a music tour, and I had planned a little stopover in Jenkintown, and I've been there twice now. And the second time, I actually got to perform at um, the White Horse Coffee Shop uh, near, like, that downtown area. Oh, yeah. And it was such a – that was the craziest day. Uh, the city was, in like, so welcoming. The Krems were there. They gave me flowers. <laughs> um, I got to see the JTP. And the actually, the mayor even gave me a key to the city. So oh, I like – Really? I don't know why. I know, and I, I was shocked myself, and so I immediately called all of my cast, and I'm like, why have we not done a trip here? I feel like Jenkintown would love this. So yeah. I've been trying so hard to get the whole cast, but hopefully one day it will happen. If you guys come, hoagies on me at the Village Jelly. It's right on Jenkintown Road there, so just let me know you're oh, coming. That would be amazing. <laughs> That's great. Our, yeah, for sure. And our church is actually down there, too. Half the kids in the youth group are from Jenkintown High School. So it's just fun. All these That's worlds crazy. colliding. So, yeah. 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 Would love to talk about your music, too, in a second. Um, just on the acting side of things, one other thing. Another project folks may know you're from is th- that God's Not Dead 2 film, which I think was your first movie, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And it was a drama. So yeah. it's a little different for you. A lot different, in a way. It was very different, but it was a really cool experience getting to be on a movie specifically, but also getting to do more dramatic role was really exciting for me. And um, I had a really great time filming that. We shot it in Little Rock, Arkansas, actually, and it was really fun to get to explore the city. And, I mean, that was my first taste of what it was like to work as, uh, you know, like a on a movie set and kind of being in a new city by myself. And, um, yeah, it was just a really unique experience, and I'm so glad everyone has resonated with that movie since then that uh, I've seemed to talk to about it. Yeah, I know Melissa Joan Hart, who is like a Sabrina the Teenage Witch, was in there, and uh, Jesse, Matca- uh, Jesse Matcalf said something. He was a lawyer, I guess, in the film. Yes. Right? Um, 
He was yeah. right. De- uh, De- De- Desperate Housewives years ago. He was in the second stage of Dallas back in the early 2010s and um, Dancing with the Stars. Yes, I remember right? him from John Tucker Must Die. <laughs> See, okay, right. Well, he said something interesting. He said that there are actually a lot more people of faith in Hollywood than you might think. That it's not just as quote unquote liberal as you would just assume. Everyone's like anti-God or something like that. I know you're a person of faith, too. Have you found that to be true as you've gone through all the different things you do, that there are a lot more folks uh, who have espoused faith in God than you might think? Yeah, definitely. And um, it could be of different kinds of of, uh, religions, but definitely a lot more people who are connected in faith than than you would imagine. And um, I don't know. I think for the most part, it's just if someone goes about it the right way, then it's very grounding and humbling and something that I think a lot of people can, you just connect more human to human when you have faith in something or someone, and um, and having those kind of morals and values instilled, I, I think just makes for being a better person and hopefully working with great people all around. <laughs> Did you have some of that growing up in terms of how you were, what you were taught by your mom and all that? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I didn't have, like, an incredibly uh, religious household I grew up in, but... Growing up in the area I did in Texas, all of my friends were involved in church, and uh, that's how I originally kind of got connected um, with one of my best friends. I used to go with her, and then Wednesday night um, youth groups, and um, I was very involved growing up. And honestly, I, I'm i not so much, I'm not involved in any church really now, but I would say for me it's just been about connecting on a personal level and whatever kind of resonates with me one-on-one. I don't necessarily put the value in the actual church itself because humans are humans and they right. tend to manipulate things in their own way. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. You know, just in segueing to music for a second, did you happen to meet any of the, the newsboys who did the soundtrack for God's Not Dead, too? Um, I don't actually think I met them, but I saw them at the movie premiere. So okay. I, not personally one-on-one, no. All right. Haley Arantia is our guest, singer, songwriter, actress. We'll keep our conversation going in just a second. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. And love explode and bring the day to life. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560, WFIL, and at WFIL.com. It's 4.46 on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Don't forget, 610-500-DOVE. That's our text line, 610-500-3683. Want to text in your name and address, including zip? We'll send you out a gift card to Dunkin', Panera, Rita's, or Wawa. $5.60, enough for a couple of coffees and a couple of donuts or whatever you want to grab at those places. If you haven't won in the past month, fire away. One per household. We still have enough left to, I think, carry us through the end of the show. So text in, and we're glad to mail that out tomorrow. Chat with Haley Arantia, best known as Erica Goldberg from The Goldbergs, which is in season eight right now, Wednesday evenings on ABC. Also, in the film God's Not Dead Part Two, we talked about both of those things, but I know, I think even before the acting part of your professional career, you were doing uh, singing and music and all that. That's that's kind of where things started, right? Yeah, no, music has always been my first love. And so being able to kind of balance that within the acting world has been really awesome because it's just what I love to do. And I can't imagine my life without it, even if it just becomes a hobby that I do and, and not a career. It's something I will always do. Um, 
But so far, I've been able to thankfully release music as an independent artist and will continue to go just because things yeah, you know, uh, I was going to ask you too. The, uh, the uh, you do a lot of other things too, in addition. But the, you mentioned mentioned uh, your upbringing, and I know you had a song that you did for your mom not too long ago. Could you just share about that for a moment? Yeah. So um, the latest song that I had released, which it's been a while now, but it was last Mother's Day. I released a song called "Made for This," and I essentially was going through a really hard time at one point, and my mom was struggling in seeing me as her daughter struggle and, and not really knowing how to fix it other than offering support and love. And so I had this gift from her that is a piece of art hanging on my wall. It's a quote from Joan of Arc that says, I am not afraid I was made for this. And I knew that I wanted to write a song for my mom that kind of comforted her knowing that I, I was going to get through this hard time because I was raised by a strong woman like her and just reassure her I would be okay. And I used that gift, that quote that she gave me um, as inspiration for the hook of the song. That's great. Last question for you. Um, is there anything, I mentioned the uh, the house flipping part, just the fun endeavor you're doing. If you could just share for that a second and folks can look you up on different platforms as they like to. Yeah, so um, my dad has been flipping houses for as long as I can remember. And he and I decided that Nashville was a really great city to kind of invest in because it's a city I live in when I'm not filming the show. It's, um, I consider it home at this point. Um, and there's so many great pockets and neighborhoods that have such personality throughout Nashville that we really wanted to showcase within the homes that we're flipping and building. So we've, we've got this home renovation company and we officially, you know, work as partners now as of last year. We have one new build that we already completed and sold and then we are in the process of flipping another and hopefully it will just continue to be a, a fun family business for us. Haley, it's great to make your acquaintance. Thank you for taking time today. God bless you. Have a great rest of your day. Yeah, thank you. You too. Bye for now. Bye. All right. Haley Arantia checking in. Actress again, uh, Erica Goldberg from the show The Goldbergs, based in Jenkintown, uh, Pennsylvania, Montgomery County. Not very far from the radio station here. Season 8 is what they're doing. Uh, also from God's Not Dead, Part 2. She was had a lead role in that. Uh, we have enough time, I think, here to throw in the song Made for This. We were just talking about there with her, so... Let's give it a listen. This is Haley Arantia and Made for This, a song that she wrote for her mom last Mother's Day. It's Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. To keep both of my feet on the ground, though I am not afraid, cause I know I was made for this. Please don't be afraid, cause I know I was made for this. AM560 WFIL.com. On the app, it's Haley Arantia and the song made for this. Quick break, we'll wrap up our show in just a moment. WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. It's 4.56 in the Tim DeMoss Show. Let's come down the home stretch. Victoria, give me a name of somebody who's won a gift card this hour. If you'd be so kind of going to the text line. Well, we have a Carol from Philadelphia. That's a winner today. And what, what kind is Carol? Donuts winner. She wants double. She wants DD. They're going by just Duncan now, so they should, really. Yeah. Well, a lot of places you see it's just like one letter. I don't know if they're trying to save space or what, but I still call it Duncan. Yeah, I do too. Well, congratulations to Carol. We like giving gift cards away. The courtesy of Briner Chevrolet and Jenkinton, who sponsors our fine broadcast each day. It's a fun element of the show, just to be able to hopefully be of help and give you 
a, a smile on your face and a chance to get a cup of coffee somewhere wherever you, you choose. We have others that we give away. We'll do more, I'm sure, in the days to come. Uh, we have, speaking of free and giveaways, we have a free copy of a book called God Bless America Again, a prophetic perspective uh, by Pastor Alan Jackson from our Ministry of the Month, which is Alan Jackson Ministries. We catch it weekdays at 6. Here's a brief comment from him on uh, the book. The idea is pretty simple. A casual read of American history, and it's unmistakable that there have been multiple times when the Spirit of God has moved across our nation. The First Great Awakening, you know, principally in New England, and it really prepared the the mindset and the hearts of the people and the character formation that allowed the Declaration of Independence to emerge. The Second Great Awakening in the first part of the 19th century really did something similar to give us the strength of will to be able to step into the Civil War and see slavery abolished. But on multiple occasions, the Spirit of God has moved in our nation, not because we wanted religious fervency, but because we had drifted away from our centered focus on the goodness and grace of God. And it gives me hope for the season we're in, because we need a recentering. We need our compass again to be directed towards a biblical worldview. But God has done it multiple times in our national history, not just in our biblical history, but in our national history. Dallin Jackson, his book, God Bless America, again, is on our homepage free as a download. Help yourself and qualify for other prizes in the process. Thanks for listening. Jim Max and Max 413 Ministries leads in prayer next. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.